Commonsense Media activated. Live from the 210, it's the Wave of the Few Shore Show, and we are your hosts, Mr. Trey M. Carr, and I am E. James. Gentlemen, Happy New What's Year. What's guys? <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, guys. Yes, yes, y'all. We're back from our hiatus. NFL playoffs are going on. Spurs broke the attendance. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, new year, new career, same old us, but feeling uh, rejuvenated by new career. I'm talking about my main man, Trey, over here. Congratulations, hey, sir. I thank y'all very much. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I have me. left the restaurants for the past, and I'm in the corporate world now. Yeah. You're a suit. You're a suit now, man. I got a, a badge to get in. It's weird. Yeah. But it's cool. Cool weird. He can't he comes up come up there with a new short haircut, looking all business like. And he's like, hello. <laughs> I am the fabulous Tress M. <laughs> well, let me pencil you in for lunch. <clears throat> right, right, right. Talk to my people, well, I have they'll lunch talk to yours. This time and this time. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know, hit me on the instant messenger. <laughs> my business hours are uh day three hundred and sixty-nine and never a clock. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a cool, it's a cool little transition we're making, man. I thank y'all for the love and support it's over the last couple of months. We've talked about all the types of quitting and firings and resignations, and look at me, took it all to heart. Yeah, man, we had that fabulous yeah. trifecta of job-related stuff. Apparently, there's more and more and more that we never touched on. I don't want to talk about that for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I'm jobbed out. <laughs> we had our nice little trilogy of that, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, whenever you go more than three, the movies kind of get a little. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hopefully, we'll, we'll find the right moment to have our Mandalorian or our Rogue One. <laughs> so, Oh, man, the comeback. Well, yeah. our moratorium did inspire two individuals to better themselves. So shout out to me and you, Trey, yeah, for sure. sure. Yes, sir. Shout out. Like you said, just, new year, new careers, doing big things, man. Yeah. yeah. Just don't get like me. Like, I bought a watch. I bought a chain. Like, I started getting all spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> I got boots. I got new boots today. I don't know what to do with myself. Click your heels together. We went three times, man. Oh, yeah, dude. I might, I might go back to Mexico. <laughs> back to the motherland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, make, make sure you take Tio Choco over there with you, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's dude. what we'll start Get calling Choco. Trey. Like Chuko. Yeah, it's the one that sells the burros. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, that brother got he's got it down though, man. <laughs> so yeah. As we do, even though it's a new year, same old thing. Gotta spread that gratitude. I'm gonna let one of you guys kick it off. If you got any. Go ahead, let Carl. Go. Let me go first. I'm going to be shilling for like two seconds. Shout out to Lucy's doggy daycare and boarding. I finally got Gracie in and she's been having the time of her life. So Aww. helps me helps me get her in like two days a week. So she's like dead tired when I bring her home. And those days are nice. I get to clean the house. She gets to sleep on the couch. That's, that's pretty good. Nice. Big things for Gracie. Yeah, dude. She's got dog friends I don't know about. She's smelling butts. She's <laughs> <a great time. laughs> good Lord. <laughs> 
to the Living important the things life. in life. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Good, good for you. Good for Gracie, man. Um, I just give a little bit of gratitude uh, to you guys and all of you know everybody who's helped transition me into this new spot in my life. I can't lie, man. I'm so excited. I don't think I've ever been excited for what the next like ten years can hold for me in life, and and that's kind of how I'm looking forward now. You know, the next five, 10 years of my life, I'm excited for this this new chapter, new page. Shit, it's a whole new book over here, man. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. I, I, man, I'm, I'm really excited for you. I think this is going to be a good opportunity to just like, you, you already, from your past experience, you've got business acumen, you've got manager, uh, managerial experience, and it wasn't just running a restaurant. I mean, you were at a higher level than that. So I think having that understanding and taking it over here is going to go a long way for you. Someone looked at your had to had to have looked at your resume and said, "Man, this dude ain't even thirty yet. Hold on, <laughs> like, and he's been doing this. That that's a good look, dude. I, appreciate I've, it, man. I, I haven't I've never been an official manager ever in my life, and I'm almost forty. So like, that's that's big ups, bro. Big ups, bro. Over the next couple of years is what that's next. You know, yeah. New company still trying to run some people. <laughs> Not like that. Um, <laughs> My gratitude, I'm going to give a shout out to my dad who's uh, here visiting us and hanging with the kids. My gratitude is just for everything he's done in my life for me. Um, you know, he's not the guy that made me, but he is the guy that raised me. He's not the stepdad, the dad that stepped up, you know what I'm saying? So he's here chilling with the kids and uh, being cool while we come and drop this episode real fast. Like, So it's been a good visit, man. They're actually looking to possibly move down here to be closer to the grams. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have both sides of the family, actually all three act of sides of the family down here. So that'll be dope. And then um, my daughter got invited on Friday to an impromptu basketball tournament, or not impromptu, but a basketball tournament. And uh, although she was frustrated by the results because of political reasons, um, he got to wa watch her play. So... That was good for him because he's only heard about it. Seeing it in person is a little different. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of basketball, go Spurs, go. go. They broke the attendance record. 68,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They stuffed up in that old Alamo Dome. Yeah, six, 68,328. Sorry, 68,323 fans in the Alamo Dome. That's a super spreader. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Yo. That's why, I, as much as I wanted to go be a part of history, nah, no thank you. No thank you. Even if yeah. I went in, you know, masked up, ready to go, got to drink my beer. Exactly. <laughs> you got to have something like that. You got to have a brew. Ha ha. What were you going to yeah, say, Carl? Look like you had something to say. Nah, $9 beer night's a beautiful thing, especially when there's like 70,000 people in attendance. But yeah, Man. dude. I saw I saw advertisements on the highway when I was going through this the signs underneath that were saying for the park and ride details. Yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, I've never seen that for a Spurs game. Like yeah. like via parking for this park and ride is over here. And I was like, whoa. That's crazy. That, that was uh you know, it's just one of those things. Makes you glad to be part of San Antonio. It's just, you know, it's one of those San Antonio almost like heritage moments you go through. I, I can't even remember the last time I was in the Alamo Dome. I think I graduated. It was over ten years ago. Man, I yeah. can't. Man, I can't remember the last time I went to the Alamo Dome. I've been around it a lot because you know we do our thing downtown. But yeah, 
a staple, man. Those shots that they had during the game, I don't know if any of y'all watched it. Uh, yes, but, we did. Most you know, of They it. had the Alamo and the Tower of the America just highway cutting through the middle. Um, it's just, you know, it's one of those San Antonio, uh, San Antonio loves, man. It, it was nice. Uh, gave a lot of love to the city and it was nice to, I wasn't there, but still to be a part of it. We watched it on TV and I, I, I read the comments afterwards um, from Pop. Pop says, yeah, he said, Fans seemed like they were having a good time, even though we were getting our asses kicked. <laughs> he said. He said maybe that was the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. So the previous record was like sixty-two thousand forty-six fans, and that was at the Georgia Dome when the Hawks played Michael Jordan's Bulls in ninety-eight. So I was going to say, so just to give you perspective, some of that outlook was um, coerced by Mr. Stephen Curry. Um, like, they, it has that. So many people came. They they had to bring in the defending world champs to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only other team, well, no, not, I take that back. I was going to say the Lakers, but no, because the Lakers, they aren't who they used to be, even though they've got LeBron James. They're, our, they're an actual rival of ours, whereas Golden State is a team that, um, it, it, it worked out perfectly because Steve Kerr was part of the first championship. <clears throat> yeah. So they had Sean Elliott, David Robinson, Timmy wasn't there. Avery Johnson was on the, was there. At the game. Broadcasting. Pod, uh, broadcasting, correct. I was about to say podcasting. But yeah, broadcasting and Steve Kerr being a part of that that whole group, it worked out good to have him there. So I I was reading that they had dinner the night before. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we touched on Super Spreader. You know, hey, we're not trying to be like uh, Debbie Downer, tell you what to do with your body. You know, your body, your choice in multiple different ways. But I will say those numbers in San Antonio are kind of going up a little bit. They're not, they're not crazy. And I looked um, at Ken's five, cause they've got the track that got the tracker. Um, yeah. Let's see. There's been like 64, six, 674,000 coronavirus diagnoses since like the pandemic began. And we've lost almost 6k people in bear County alone. So that, that's pretty crazy. Um, but we're actually pretty vaccinated. We're at like 74.6 um, as of January 3rd for those who are eligible to have their vaccinations. And then 11.3% of those eligible have received the uh, the booster. So if everybody's getting the initial wave of shots, but they're not really worried about the booster. So again, we're not going to make this a huge shaming or anything like that or but just kind of a public service announcement you start to feel funky ask yourself if you were at the Alamo <laughs> that's a lot of people man i'm sorry that made me nervous that's, a, that's nah i get it i wanted to go so bad i mean the tickets were like 10 bucks bro you could be sitting there behind the scoreboard not be able to see anything i know there, but not <laughs> yo there but, was uh, nah, there were some people. shots there were some shots at the game on on camera where it's like you know when you're at a at a stadium usually it it kind of points down at the at the court or the field or the ice it's so huge that a lot of the seating was going parallel to the court so you couldn't even see over the people in front of you to see what was going on at the court it's like you had to look up to see what was happening right in front of you that's crazy like bump that my wife conversely my wife and i we went to the celtics game for her birthday because she's from massachusetts originally we went to at&t center um at that game and we were sitting right there at center court not ground level but that next level up 
And those were like a few hundred dollar tickets and beautiful. Could see everything. The pictures I took do it no justice, but they were great, great, great seats, man. The one thing that pissed me off is how is it there are so many Boston Celtics fans in San Antonio? Military, bro. I was disgusted. All right. Anyway, I, I'm going to get off the sports thing. Go ahead, Carl. We'll talk about that on uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Got something new cooking up for you guys. Uh, Miss, me and Mr. E, something new coming from Common Sense Media. Already. Keep a lookout for uh, just something we'll be working on later on this week. Can't wait to announce it. Just keep your ears out, man. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, switching over off the sports wave, just onto something a little different. So I was reading up uh, actually on Forbes. Uh, is where I saw the article. I saw it on Apple News, but it was a Forbes article. So they found like uh, certain gemstones on the planet Mars, the Curiosity rover. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was opal. Uh, so reading up, something I didn't know, a lot of people don't know. Uh, so opal is one of those gemstones that has to be created like underwater. I guess the water um, brings different levels of sediment over time to wash over and create the gemstone. Um, something I just thought was kind of cool, man. That's something that we haven't found anywhere other than Earth as we explore the universe, like we've been to millions of planets or anything like that. Um, but I just kind of wanted to ask you guys, not specifically about the opal, but, you know, the idea of there being, you know, these water elements of Earth on other planets. What do you guys think about that as far as the, you know, the nature of the human race in the future, what we can do, how we feel about the like stars? That. Yeah, so like I was thinking about the value of minerals, especially gold. Like what happens when we find a large cache of gold, like on Mars? Does that devalue gold or does that make it more crazy? Is space gold more expensive? Like what's gonna happen when we gather more natural resources from around the galaxy? And let's say we find something on a planet that's not naturally occurring here, and what are the effects of it coming into here? What are the chemical reactions gonna do? Like, are we gonna revolutionize fuel because we found like Uranus dirt? <laughs> Hello. Sorry. <laughs> you got a dirty ass? No. Uh, <laughs> no, uh for you guys can't see me, the listeners, but I'm nodding my head profusely when Carr was talking about stuff that wasn't on earth at all cuz that was the first thing that actually popped to mind when you asked me the question or asked us the question, Trey. I was like, "Oh, what if they find something else?" And it's crazy and it's like something that we can use that that you know, generates science, my sci-fi brain, pardon me, new weapons or new technology that allows you to make cars levitate. I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I couldn't think of anything better. Some sort of a fuel. But what if they find that elsewhere? We start mining another planet. Oh, we were going to move to Mars, but we'll go ahead and use it for its resources instead. You know what I mean? That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big possibility. So according to uh, chemistry, right? Uh, so the elements that are on the periodic table, as far as we know, are all the elements that exist in the like known universe. Like this is what's out there. Uh, but I find that like very hard to believe, uh, like extremely hard to believe. There's no way that there's only, you know, the set amount of ele- elements that are on the periodic table out in the universe. We don't know so much. Um, the mining of things, I think that's going to really be uh, what brings space travel around. I think we're going to find something create like a you know like what they used to make the playstation 5s that they couldn't find for a long time uh, for those microchips <laughs> uh, we're gonna find something like that out there that they're just gonna go mine the hell out of um and that's gonna be what industrializes uh space travel which i don't think we're that far from um 
but it's 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 a great aspect just to kind of think about what's really going to bring us out there what's really out there and how much we don't know what, what to expect uh from the great beyond the final frontier as it's called space force let's go space uh, force. <laughs> you know they're called space cadets i learned something new this week they're called they're, are they really space cadets space cadets i mean their logo looks like the star trek logo so i mean man i thought of galactica when i saw that logo I was like, that looks like the little Galactica shit. <laughs> uh, I saw, I immediately saw Starfleet when I was looking. I was like, oh, okay, this is Starfleet. Um, well, real quick, I'm more fascinated, believe it or not. We've been up there since 2012. The the curiosity, I say we, but our our curiosity's been up there since 2012. And I'm of multiple schools of thought, and I'm not going to go into every last one of them because literally, I'm my brain is pinging in 12 different directions. But I think about what haven't they told us that they found up there? You know what I mean? Man. I mean, and, and I don't necessarily mean that from a conspiracy theory standpoint, but kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, we're not going to share this because if Russia and China know we have it, you know what I mean? That's that's something we don't want them to know is up there. So yeah, it's privileged information. Exactly, exactly. But at the same so, time, the other thought I have is like, so we've been there for ten years and we haven't found much. I mean, and and again, full disclosure, I'm not one hundred percent well read on everything the Mars rover has done. I'm just surprised by the lack of oh my god the big steamy highlights we've had some over the years but the big hits you know like i mean i expect oh man we found this and we found that and look we found mars people <laughs> you know i mean maybe not people but different types of life or uh um, um microbes. microbes thank you i was gonna say amoeba but yeah microbes things of that nature and then maybe they have and that's not what they're telling us telling us and they're studying them to see like what the impact is. Maybe we fly some mice up there or we bring the microbes back in the controlled environment, car smiling at me. <laughs> and we start seeing, you know, how these little things attack and eat cells and whatever. I don't know. Feels like we're talking about ghosts of Mars. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, that was a movie, right? Yes, it yeah. was. That was Ice yeah, Cube, wasn't it? Yeah, Cube was in that one. Um, but yeah, wasn't that the same one when there was like a tornado where the dude's limbs like blew off? He was like in the middle of it and it was. And then it's like his limbs just blew off because he was spinning so fast. You you might be right, but my brain right now is going in between Pitch Black and Ghost of Mars. My memories of the two movies are overlapping. So I definitely did, didn't see Pitch Black, so I think it was Ghost oh. of Mars. But yeah, it's just oh. got a crap out of me. I was like, I don't want to get caught in a space tornado. I'm going to tell you, please. And if you want to watch it with me, let's set a date. Let's go on a date. Let's see a movie. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a... Uh, movie miracle um (laughs) but no pitch black was so dope that's the first time like vin diesel to me like really was on my radar i mean i know they did fast and furious but i wasn't really like checking for him like that but when i watched pitch black i was like that dude's badass i mean yeah i know what you're talking about it's the (laughs) first riddick movie yeah yeah exactly so well there's a lot of stuff up there guys i don't know man and kind of Piggyback, piggyback on what you were saying uh, earlier. Oh man, there's probably so much stuff that we don't know about that. Oh yeah, uh, what they found up there. Oh, it's like probably in, endless archives that are in Donald Trump's golf resort and Joe Biden's garage. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but all those classified documents. Um, anyway, That's what was there? <laughs> they found traces of 
ancient microbes. They found that up there. Mm-hmm. Um, they found traces of water. They found basically they've tell, told you that at one point Mars had all the building blocks for life. It's known fact. It's yeah, known yeah. fact. But if you put all the pieces together, like, and you understand at least a little bit of biology, like, there was water there. It was sustainable atmosphere. It was a good planet to live on. You always hear in like the sci-fi films, and I hate to hate to keep going back to that, but as you both know, I'm a huge sci-fi guy. Um, But you always hear about terraforming. Terraforming with a planet like this. I wonder. I mean, I guess that's what these experiments and these this research is for to find out what all it takes to actually have sustainable life on on Mars and other planets. I don't know. I just I just think about that a lot in this work. Like, how far off are we from being able to actually do something like that? You know, like, is it hundreds of years? Is it a hundred years? Because when you think about it, a hundred years. I mean, the three of us will be long gone by then. But a hundred years isn't that far away. No. In the in the grand scheme of things, I mean, our lives our lives are a blip. You know, dogs and cats have short lives, shorter lives, and we have short lives. They have shorter lives. Like, but it just, it just goes like that. So it'd be interesting to see what this is going to look like. I just wish I'd be here to see it, man, because I'm, I'm really excited deep down about this. I mean, I, I'm looking at some of the stuff they reference in the article, and, you know, and they were saying that curiosity is traversed along the surface, excuse me, surface. And they discovered light tone rocks surrounding fractures that crisscross certain parts of the Martian landscape. Um, and then they were saying also that uh, there are like water rich environments in a modern era of Gale Crater. So I guess that's one of the, uh, the craters they explored. And they said this water rich environment in the subsurface would have also provided more habitable conditions when conditions on the surface were likely much more harsh. So like just inside of a crater alone, they're able to make those determinations. That's, that's crazy. And so I wonder if the crater, just me snowballing without doing any more research, if that, that crater that they're referring to used to be a lake or something, you know? Now I could see where it could be. I could also understand that, you know, there's a theory that the water that we have on earth was brought by, you know, asteroids and comets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. smashing in the surface. So there's the possibility for that as well. Um, but the things that they've found so far, the things that that rover has done so far, I think it's nearing its end of its lifespan, actually. Um, hmm. I read that. That's a different article that I'd have to really go and, and verify. But I read that somewhere. The, the um, rover? Yeah. I mean, um, that I was 2012 when we sent it up, which means they probably took, God, God knows how long to build that machine and then think about what's going to go up there next with the technology we have today. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, I mean, it's just going to keep pushing forward, man. I'm I'm excited, like you said, to see what we can do in the next. I mean, I got probably I don't know 50 years left, God willingly, uh, you yeah. know, to to see what's going on. But add another 50 years beyond that for my children. Um, but yeah, it was, it was. I don't know, man. I'm excited to see what else we gonna find up there. Some Protheans. <laughs> I, have a, I have a vision for the future like whatever 
spaceport or airport's going to be there, the first inaugural one. I assume it's going to be on Bradbury Landing, like where they first landed on Mars. That's actually called Bradbury Landing mm-hmm. after the author Ray Bradbury. Probably going to be something like Denver International Airport with the rover in the middle of it. And it's going to be all rusty. It's going to be like, this is how we got here. Oh, and yeah. Mass Effect. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was thinking cool. of I was thinking of uh, um, Dead Space or something where they have like oh, yeah. you know when you watch any kind of those shows where they have a shrine. This is where the first uh, car was, or this is where I say shrine. But you know when you watch those type of programs, it's like yeah. this is where the great explorers came and they found life on Mars. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get there, and uh, it's not all brought to you by uh, the one we will sh- we shall not name, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mr. Chief Tweet. I thought you were going to say Kanye. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one too. Yeah, no, I, I feel like he'd probably get us there first. <laughs> probably, <laughs> on accident. Solving the space race. Hey, yeah, on accident. <laughs> I was the first one no, that, that popularized you know um, going up to the moon, to the, going, going to Mars, y'all. I did that. I ain't saying <laughs> yeah, she's a gold digger. Uh, but anyway. Right, right. I ain't saying she's a Mars rover. That's a cool but We ain't bringing normal cars over, sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's far. That's far away technology. But let's uh, let's circle back. Friday the Thirteenth was very eventful for the Spurs organization and for Microsoft. There's some. I'm gonna just say there was some bullshit that happened with Microsoft. Oh, uh, they released. Oh, I, I said a bad word. I'm sorry. No, oh, I'm talking about Microsoft. Yeah. Bump that. Yeah, but uh, Microsoft released a security update that pretty much nuked itself. It's funny. I was reading the forums on Reddit, and everyone's like, "Microsoft was eventually going to just delete itself." We all knew this was going to happen. So this is pretty much what happened. Um, so Microsoft released a security update that just removed shortcuts for a bunch of people, which, in the grand scheme of things, isn't really that important because your shortcuts are just little icons on your desktop that just redirect you to wherever you're going to go. But for all our very normal people that go nine to five to work and barely know how to log in, got a bunch of phone calls like, "My icons are missing." Oh. My- Icons and shortcuts are gone. What do we do? And that was like the whole United States. I think it was just a regional thing. I think it was North America that got this update and they all just blew away all these things that you cannot recover. So that's the most unfortunate part about this. Uh, uh, uh. The silver lining to all this was uh, I was working like crazy on Friday. That was good. I got a good opportunity. got some good extra time. But yeah, this whole security update thing was just so mind altering for a lot of people. They thought like the world ended. They really thought that Things weren't going to be the same when, when they got the fix. But yeah, it's just this thing. You you realize, like I work in IT now. This is like my first real big IT job. But you come to realize, like when you when you're on the other side of the fence, these little minor inconveniences really do ruin a person's day, and they yes, take they it personally. They take it extremely personally. They they want to blame you. Like like one of the ladies was joking, but she was kind of not joking. Uh, she was a uh, she brought up an email that said all the national days. Like one of them was like. I don't know. The main day that they were bringing up was National Blame Someone Else Day. So they were just, the joke became, let's blame Carr. (laughs) (laughs) And it was funny. It was funny. I was laughing too, but you could tell, like, I don't know, for me, I could just roll up to the machine, get them to where they need to go so they can work. But for them, they're just sitting there, like, just, you know, just like letting it all just kind of, they're letting it all sink in. They don't know what's going on. They're familiar. They're familiar. Their familiarity is gone with their environment that they've created. Like that's their desktop. That's their little world that they used to work in. And yeah, they're just stalling out. Their brains just couldn't function because they couldn't find office. It, it's you know? interesting, man. I, I lived that life for it's cool about half of my career. And so, yeah. or maybe, a, maybe a third, whatever it is, a, a big part of my career. 
the IT support side. And the smallest change can throw a person off. Um, There used to be this website called The Website Is Down. And they had a bunch Mm -hmm. of, they had a video that was funny where the guy had his icons get removed. And the guy had taken a snapshot and somebody had played a joke in the, in the video on somebody and arranged their icons by, by penis. (laughs) They made a, they made a big penis with the icons. And the guy was like, I don't have your original icons, but I have a screenshot or screen, excuse me, screenshot of your, (laughs) I have a screenshot of your former desktop. I can give you this. And the guy's like, no, 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 this is great. This is great. He's, he's like, yeah, I can't arrange your icons by penis, but you have this. He said, no, this helps me understand what I had before. Thank you. And the guy was super excited. But something as simple as icons or when you migrate a user to a new machine and you've yeah. given them 98% of everything. That's and they're like, thing. and that's just the one thing. And to you, you're like, dude, it's it's no big deal. Just recreate it. No. That was my work. This is what I do. Or would you take an application away? We don't support this anymore. Or they're, we're not using this vendor anymore. Whatever the case may be, that shit sucks. And it yeah. sucks even more when you're talking to one of two people, an executive or an executive assistant. Yeah. And I would, I would venture to tell you the executive assistant nine times out of 10 is worse than the executive because the executive assistant doesn't want to tell the executive, I can't do a thing because they won't let me. So they fight you hard and you're like, I can't, it's gone. Why? Because we're using something else. Why? Because there is a problem with it. Well, what does I have to do with the executive? They can't have it anymore because there's a problem with it. Well, what's the problem? I'm I'm not going to explain to you the ones and zeros for for lack of for for to be an asshole, <laughs> I'm not going to explain the technical jargon to you because you're not going to get it. You just want to keep talking and talking. You're going to go and regurgitate what you can remember to your boss and get half of it wrong. Yeah. So, so with that anyway. being said, I think to be a good technician, you have to have a level of empathy to try and retranslate 100%. those things. Yeah, you got to try it. Yeah, you got to figure out how to phrase those things because that's what they're looking for. And you could tell based on body language, even if you look at like an iMessage chat, but how they're typing, if it's like erratic, like you have to realize like, oh, this person's have, this person has somebody they have to answer to. So let me answer this for them so they can just- They're just trying to do their job. And put it in a way. Yeah. And then much like us, like it's not personal, but you know, it was still blame car day. So it was still pretty amusing just to see everybody's day get ruined, but- at the end of it, I do I do have empathy for them because familiarity is like probably one of the only things that we as people just have nowadays, especially when you're just working. That that's something that um, I try to explain. You know, I, I'm in the cyber world, and yeah. that's something that I try to explain to these guys because I started off as a help desk guy. It's like, look, guys, just because they are users, that doesn't mean that they're what they're feeling is invalid. You know, they may do, they may do quote unquote stupid things and genuinely a good portion of them do, but you've got to understand they're just trying to get a job done and they don't understand what you understand. And so when you talk down on them and you try to throw acronyms and jargon at them, you know, to them, it's Chinese. It's like, so can I work or not? We put you yeah. on well, we, we put you on a different VLAN and on that VLAN, this subnet, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> Do I have access to my email? Can I get to this server? You know, so you you have a really good skill for, uh, of doing that, Car. I could I could tell that, man. And that word that you said, man, uh, empathy is so important, and 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 a lot more than just IT. That would solve a lot of problems. But in a situation like this, especially where people are going, hey, that's my work. Where's my work? <sighs> I don't envy you at all, man. I know that was tough as hell. Yeah. So uh, I know, just yeah. What's you, up? I was just gonna say I like the way you worded it. You know, the way you said what you said earlier about the empathy and everything, man, that just shows that you are truly not only like skilled at your job, but on the other aspect of it, I think you'll go far with what you're doing now, man. Yep. Um, because of that empathetic mindset you have and how you kind of, you know, you take it all as a joke, but you know, there's things we got to get done, knowing yeah. how to explain it to people, talk to people and help them. Most people just want to explain, you know, oh, well, let me explain it to you, tell you why, and leave it at that. You actually care to help people yep. in that yeah. regard, which I don't think is quite as common, man. So Yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead and big, just finish it off. Coming. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. I'll go ahead and finish off with this to my client for the one or two people that do listen to the show from there. I love you guys. You are valid. Your reasons are heard. We're going to get you all. We're going to get you all patched up. The day's going to resume. And you can keep making jokes about blaming car, but y'all know I got you. We're going to say AUM, all users matter. Yeah, all, <laughs> yeah, all users matter, especially y'all. I love y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for the sweet, sweet billable. Thank you. Yep. That, that, but seriously, though, that's awesome. Um, there's, there's a few things users hate hearing. Sorry. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just, I hate just to be the guy that doesn't stop. have the answer. Honestly. Sorry. Um, yeah, it really, it really just, I, I don't know. Like, you're not supposed to say, I don't know. You're supposed to say, let me look this up. Let me talk to somebody. Let me get you an answer. And that's what I try and do the most part. You can, like, you can, it's all over my face. Well, you like, can say, I don't I can, know. But yeah. the follow up would be, look, I don't know. Like, if you, gen, you're not a networking guy or you're not cybersecurity. So if you say, well, I don't know because that's not my area, but let me look into that and I'll get back with you. And that, that right there, gives you a level of ownership, you know? Yeah. Cause I, I tell, I've told people that often, like, I, I, shit, I don't know. And they're like, what do you mean? You don't know? I'm like, well, that's not my area of focus, but let me get back with you. And I go talk to some people like in my area. Now they look at me like an it guy. I'm like, I'm not your it guy, but let me go talk with it. Cause I know some folks I'll come back. Let me get a complete answer. And then I tell them, and even though whatever the situation may be, if I can't fix it or if there's nothing that IT can do to fix it, I at least circle back and say, here are the options. Here are the things we can do. And unfortunately, the things that we cannot do. And I think just coming from it with, as a friend of mine told me, palms open instead of closed fists, that goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And sh shout out to the homie that we got over on our side. Thanks to you, Mr. Edge. He will, he will remain nameless. <laughs> oh, you could you could throw about. his name out there in the Discord, Mr. Booty Pants. Yeah, Booty Pants has been really, really helpful. So every time I go up to him, I learn something a little bit differently. That's my and dude, man. Yeah, that's just the name of the game. Yeah. It's the name of the game. We're just all just all learning with open hands and just try not to be like the guy from the SNL skit, like the IT guy that Jimmy Fallon was, like, move, like that guy. Yeah, dude. Don't want to be that guy. You don't want to ever be that guy. And, and, and for you... Uh, Trey, on your side of the house, being the user, you know, please be patient with some of these guys. Because <laughs> a lot of these yeah, guys, a coin. yeah, a lot of these guys are reading from a script, especially when you call them these days. 
they're yeah. reading from a script. And when you go out, when you color outside the lines, they're literally going, oh, he doesn't have what's, yeah, they're typing away. He doesn't have what's on here. Hold on. <laughs> so they're, they're trying to find an answer. I have to escalate to level two or three. Yeah. So toss I, a coin uh, to your Witcher. I understand a bit. I try. I'm, I'm normally pretty good with the IT people because like they can talk to me. I don't know as much as you guys, like not nearly as much or in depth as you guys know, but I'm not your average Joe. Of course not. They're a little, I know a little too. I was telling you the other day at lunch, like we got our desktops and everything set up and like, so yeah. I opened up all my apps and then I started dragging them across the screen, you know, just all the way to right, like half screen it, over yeah. here, you know, you know, and the little girl is next to me. She's like, how did you do that? <laughs> it's, just, it's just a little shortcut. It's not hard. Oh, you know, computers like, no, not really. You're like a hacker, I know right? Sh- <laughs> you know shortcuts. She's all, that's hot. <laughs> That's all I know. Oh God! I know a couple shortcuts, uh, man. <laughs> you should have yeah, saw the way common knowledge, but man, what's up? I was gonna say you should have saw the way Trey double clicked that mouse. It was so hot. <laughs> yeah, dude, if that was the case, man. I'd be not where I'm at right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Hey, while we talking man. about tech fellas, so y'all heard anything? I mean, I, I, I actually I think we talked about it briefly, but this last pass thing. I just want to do another PSA. I'm I'm feeling like, you know, Uncle Edge over here <laughs> giving people advice. I'm going to piggyback off of what another podcaster that I listened to said. We won't go as far as giving you advice and telling you that you need to leave LastPass. But if you're considering leaving LastPass, now's a good time to really consider it. Um, you know what? Screw that. I I can't recommend LastPass to anybody. I had LastPass up until about two and a half years ago. And when they started getting kind of funny then, I switched to Bitwarden. And I haven't looked back. Bitwarden's been just fine. My biggest, single biggest gripe is that when I load a website in the browser, it doesn't pre-fill everything into the box for me. You have to Click it. Like it recognizes that, hey, you have a login for, I don't know, let's just say CNET.com or whatever, Amazon. But you click it and then it'll pre, it'll fill it all in for you. That is a minor, absolute minor inconvenience for security. Um, LastPass told people, oh, yeah, you know, and I think we talked again, I think we talked about it briefly. Yeah, we just got like, your information about you. We know who you are. We know who you are. It's cool. No, they got more than that. They got your vaults. Heavily encrypted, but they got your vaults. It's going to take a lot of processing and computer power to break them unless you have a very weak password. So if you're the guy out there with, you know, fuck you, 1923, as your password... It, I'll be telling people my password. <laughs> my bad, my bad. You know, <laughs> you're probably screwed. Or spring, summer, 23. <laughs> as, your, as your vault password. Um, Not a good look. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, change your password. And then you eventually need to go through and change all the passwords in your vault. Now, full disclosure... I haven't done that yet because E's got a lot of passwords. It's going to take me a lot 
a long time to to, to do that. Uh, my goal from this point on is to do like when I think about it on a lunch break, like ten a day, maybe five. Yeah, maybe five. I start with five because I get sidetracked. You know, these Instagram reels got me uh got me under a spell right now. <laughs> you're on the reel. Uh, oh, they reeled me in. <laughs> think about got that. it. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> just a just a highlight for the listener. Trey casted out a fishing reel. Yes, he did. Edge back in. Oh yeah, yeah. They can't see. So so I'm looking at. Uh, I mentioned CNET. I'm actually looking at their website because they had some five great tips. Stuff that seems to be uh, com- common sense. But um, find a new password manager. We discussed that. Change your most most important site level passwords. I've mentioned that. Uh, change every single password. This one is key. As uh, my old my old teacher back in junior high would say, Mister Boyd, this is key. Then he would stomp the floor. Enable two factor authentication where possible. Interchangeably. You'll hear 2FA or MFA. MFA, the M is multi, multi. So that could be more than two. You know, it could be somewhere you are, something you know, something you are, which is biometrics. Uh, obviously, somewhere you are is your location. So there's different things or there's something you do, like a pattern, okay? So just giving you guys that. But anyway, I use... um People are kind of iffy on this because it's got cloud backups. I don't have the cloud backup enabled, but I use uh, Authy because of that option. When I decide to switch to a new phone, hopefully the new iPhone coming out, it's going to have USB-C. I will back up all my stuff one time there and then move it over. And I may look into doing something else for for my multi-factor authentication, but you can use Google, Microsoft, NordVPN has their own. There are tons of... Apple's even got one. There's um tons of uh, uh of multi-factor authentication. So, what that is for you listeners out there is you can get like a text message. So you type in your password. SMS is actually not the best thing to use, but you could receive a text message, or you could oh, re- you could it. receive yes because the not lack of encryption. Thank you, Mister Trey. You could receive an email, but if your email is hacked, bad guys got that too. So. With these apps like Authy, Google Authenticator, they give you Microsoft Authenticator. They give you a six-digit pin. It rotates and changes every 30 seconds. So you set that up. You synchronize it by either scanning a QR code or typing in the key that's in there. Usually, they use a QR code because it's easier to just pre-fill. But then you would say, okay, my password, my weak password of summer 1923, (laughs) exclamation point, right? Terrible password, but I type that in and then it'll say, okay, now give us your code. All right. Uh, 587-923. Don't try it. I just thought of six random numbers off the top of my head. Um, but you would, you would do that. And so that allows you just to have another layer. So if a bad guy has your password, then they have to have that factor as well to kind of help you to, to, to be able to take over and compromise your account. Um, if you don't have that set up and a bad guy's got your password, then you're going to be screwed because they can use MFA to authenticate and say that they are you and take over. So I, I, again, I just wanted to throw that out there because you were talking tech and it's been kind of front of mind for me. Um, there are other al- alternatives. Like I said, Bitwarden, 
Dashlane is one, iCloud Keychain, 1Password. Bitwarden's my main one. I've got a couple of uh, passwords in the iCloud Keychain just because I wanted to see what it was like. Stuff like yeah. pizza. But anyway, yeah, little PSA for you folks out there. So, Microsoft took away your desktop icons. The dark web took your passwords. <laughs> guess who wants to take your oven away, guys? It's the government. Oh, shoot. Government. Government. Government wants to take my burner away. <laughs> Was it at least Energy wrong, Star? Man. It's a little bit of a frenzy right now with the whole, the whole natural gas oven thing. It's, to me, it's comical, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I could see, I mean, I'd be a little, I mean, I'm, I, best way to cook, in my opinion. Yeah, dude. Open like, yeah, open flame, best steak. Best oh, steak yeah. That's the best best thing you're going to get. You know, you can roast marshmallows right at the oven. Uh, but it's just, okay, so I, <laughs> we talked about, if you if you saw the uh, the, uh, the crossover event that we had last time, we spoke on the, uh, the hydrogen energy uh, breakthrough that they had. Right. And we kind of talked in and stuck a toe into new energy ways and how they can come about. I, this is a bit of a reach for me, man. I'm, I'm 100% green energy. I think it's something that within the next 50 years we should convert to. But like, there are certain things that I don't think are that big of a deal. And yeah. natural gas ovens are like the smallest potato uh, on the rack, uh, so to speak. Can't yeah. leave the restaurant lingo alone. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just low-hanging fruit to me, man. Like, Out of all the things that we can be focused on, how about... The fact that these billionaires are launching rockets whenever they want. Things like that kind of <laughs> should take precedence over how I cook my steak. Yeah. What are you worried about? Um, but there was a big federal <laughs> fuss about this. And the the funny part is the federal government wants nothing to do with it. Yeah. So that's like the official stance. Yeah. Yeah. So as of 2020, yeah. about 38% of the country's households use natural gas for cooking. And that's according to census data. I'm in that 38%. I've been in that 38%. And I'm proud of my gas, even when I eat beans. <laughs> stay out of my stay out of my oven. Stay out of my oven. All ovens matter. O L A O M. <laughs> um, um, right. Um, hey, that, you can still use that for all users matter too. There you go. <laughs> but I mean, but no, I, I just is, thought that was a first world problem. For sure. Bro, I'm trying to tell you, like, I mean, granted, if there is a true problem for the environment using that, I am I'm I'm willing to look into an alternative. But I've heard whisperings about this, and I was like, not whisperings. I've heard people talking about it and like, what's the big hubbub? Are they canceling gas now? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I was questioning to see if maybe we have like a low supply right now in national reserves of natural gas or what's going on. But to play devil's advocate, the only alternative, in my opinion, to a good gas flame is induction cooking. Because induction cooking is right next to it. You can just set the temperature precisely. Yeah. It's like a, it's like electric, but it's like way better. I, I had an induction cooktop for a little while in my first apartment because when I got my first apartment. The oven was very leaky. I walked in, moved. I was like, oh, I smell a little gas, but it was cold. Got warmer. And I was like, oh, man, it really smells like gas. So I called like the uh, apartment manager. Like, shut off your gas. You're fine. I was like, but I need to cook. So 
I got really friendly with Bill Miller's in my induction cooktop for a while. But yeah, induction is 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 amazing. It's it's just as precise as flame, and it's really 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 nice. But not everybody's gonna go get the induction capable pans and pots and and all that. They're very expensive still. I mean, I don't think it's as long as you can cook, as long as you have some way to cook. But you turn around and the electricity that you use has to be, you know, produced in a way that's not good mm. for the environment. You know. Uh, I guess this study found that 13% of like on-site greenhouse gases, so like the greenhouse gases that are currently like in your house at the moment, mm-hmm. are, are consistent of uh, the natural gas that's emitted from cooking. Uh, mm. 68% from space heating, while 19% comes from water heating. Uh, I just... I, Small potatoes, man, to me. It really, let's <laughs> say the same reference again, but it's really just funny to see what they fight over. And it's one of those things, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but let's, you know, all the moms in America are paying too much attention to this. Let's tell them we're going to take away their oven. <laughs> let's blanket oh. something. I just I just really don't see why it's such a big well, deal. I, I'm looking right now, and WHO said that... Um, they, they said they had studies that linked gas stoves to increased respiratory problems in children. And then the gas industry, of course, rebutted that and said, uh, you know, they've rejected any connection between health risk and the use of gas stoves. At times, pointing to a 2013 study based on the 47 country questionnaire that turned up no association between cooking gas and asthma. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so are we trying to say that Gas leads to asthma because they're talking about, you know, there's poor air quality, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys saw me burn a candle over here. That's that could lead to poor air quality. What about your Febreze? You know? Yeah, dude, I, I get scared when I spray Febreze. I'm like, I'm breathing this in as I'm spraying it. There's like, how many all people the- use pan cooking spray? Right, right. Butane in pan cooking spray they don't tell you what are those uh chlorofluorocarbons or something cfc's right yeah chlorofluorocarbons i mean you're you're spraying that stuff right into the atmosphere lysol (laughs) you clean you clean stuff with lysol so and and think about the how poor the air quality got at the during during the beginning of the pandemic that was a whole lot of lysol that got used <laughs> All the accelerants, yeah. You, you know what I mean? I'd like to see the studies behind that. You know, and, and again, I know we sound like gas stove evangelicals. We're, we're not. I mean, I we all prefer cooking with gas, but to Trey's credit, I, I think this is like this is. Gas. I, I don't know. Give me more data. <laughs> Give me yeah, some good data. You know, it's, there's there's so many other things that we could be worried about right now. Mm, Maybe. For them to be, they 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 literally were talking about this, you know, and. In Washington, D.C., this was a topic of discussion out of all the things that are going on in the world. I went and got 36 eggs. It was $14. But we're, we're going to talk about how I cook them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but, I mean, I guess, turn around. We're talking about it. So, something, just, you know, just something that I thought was just strange, man. Just, just yeah. a, a strange thing to talk about. A strange thing to, all these things that are going on in the world, that's a, a funny thing to go off of, man. It'd be infrastructure-based, too. I think maybe historically it's probably one of our oldest infrastructures, if you think about it. There was still, like, gas lanterns and gas heaters in homes before electricity. Mm. Maybe some places are just due for an overhaul. 
Yeah, that's I, I, that probably has a lot more to do with it than the actual, you know, you the actual action of you cooking using the stovetop. Yeah. There are things that you ran a restaurant for a long time. There are things that you have to make sure that you do mm-hmm. if you're going to use gas equipment. And there are things yeah. that you have to check on a regular basis if you're going to use gas equipment. If you do that, you have no issues. Yeah, and this this so that that's the big deal, you. by the way, guys, with this. You know, I I did a quick search. The big issue with the gas stoves is the the asthma thing, giving children asthma. Mm-hmm. So uh, this article I'm checking out real quick on Yahoo News says gas stoves have given 650,000 U.S. children asthma. The study finds. Well, I have one child with asthma, but I have three. So asthma I had as a child. Uh, Trey and I's family, we have multiple people with asthma. And my wife, one of her sisters has asthma. So is that a genetic thing or is it gas? And I don't recall anybody else in Trey and I's family having gas besides me. Yeah, I was about to say, I know <laughs> some of those people that had asthma in our family definitely didn't have gas stoves. That's what I'm saying. Um, you know, in their in their in their house, in their in their livelihood of growing up. Um I have I was diagnosed with sports sports induced asthma, which I didn't even think was a thing. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's totally a thing. Um, so there's there's so many things that can attest to that, and I don't know. I guess you use natural gas for a lot of other things if you use it. Probably heat your, some houses that heat your water. You can have electric water heaters, mm-hmm. but there, there's a lot of other things that you can use it for. But again, if you check. If you check the things in your house, then you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're going to limit those things. You also, you know, don't leave the burner on, no flame. There are things you can do. Um, I don't know. It just seems like one of those reaches to me. If it's given, it's given people asthma, you look into it, but there's probably, if you went through a day-to-day things of what you, oh, my dad's got a truck that emits this, that, and the third that I spend an hour a day in commuting compared to the 30 minutes I spend cooking. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things that you can dive into there. Slippery slope, I guess. Yeah. You can roll coal. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just... Uh, I'm torn on that one, man. And, and again, it's not that I'm some big proponent of just natural gas. I mean, I'd like to cook with it, but... I just feel like we need a lot more information on this. Um... This might be a one that we circle back on to keep a close eye on. See what the research, yeah. Keep an eye on it. See what the research says. Bring it back in, I guess, when there's a little bit more research on it. Um, A couple more studies. You know, now, especially now that this has been brought up in the news, uh, there's going to start to be a lot of studies on this. We're going to find out people that were studying this um, for some time. So Suddenly died. No, I'm playing. <laughs> no, I mean, and a big contributor. I, I mean, I, I've known this for a while is methane gas, and as you both, or maybe you don't know, I don't know. I don't want to assume. Do you assume my knowledge um, that methane gas is responsible for like eleven percent of, uh, or sorry, not eleven. Yeah, 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 eleven percent of the planet warming emissions. They always talk about methane with global warming and the greenhouse gases and all that other stuff. So I I don't know guys. I don't know. That's that's uh well, that's going to be interesting to to follow. I I feel like 
this is the catalyst. I mean, you need studies like this, but this will be a catalyst for a lot more people talking about this. This is this is going to be our next wave as a society, I think, where you'll see more and more research over the next couple of years now that it's on somebody's uh now it's on somebody's radar. A yeah, weird so- thing. Yeah, just a weird thing to put under a microscope, in my opinion. But yeah. Yeah. I totally agree, man. So you know, so while we're thinking, you know, talking about this thermal induction heating of uh of the stovetops and the gas range thermal uh heating that we're doing there, there's also an issue for those folks that don't know with our PlayStation 5s. Now I don't know how many people were blessed to be a PlayStation 5 owner. Uh I know E's got a PS5. I also have a PlayStation 5. So there's this thing in your PS5 called thermal paste that covers the processor of your PS5. That's what makes the games load in. Usually mounted to a heat sink in any computer. Yes. Yes. But, the, you know, they did something different uh, with the, the PlayStation 5. So there's come, uh, some studies have come out with the PS5 that people who, like myself, stand their PlayStation 5 up in a vertical position, there is an increasing likelihood that that thermal paste that covers a processor can leak, spill out, Run down your motherboard, motherboard, motherboard. Excuse me, motherboard, <laughs> and just short out your PlayStation Five, which I found absolutely frightening. Scared. I haven't moved. I, it's like I'm so scared. Like I don't even want to move my PlayStation now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so scared. Uh, that's a five hundred dollar machine that I spend way too much of my time on um, to think about it just completely shorting out on me like that. But apparently, it's not. A one-off instance. This has happened to multiple people. Uh, I was just kind of just. I actually I follow uh, IG in the Fix uh, on Snapchat. It's like one of those Snapchat stories mm-hmm. that they do where they drop news. You know, just little news clips on games and things that are coming out on it. Initially got wind of it there. Read up a couple articles on it. And Ed show uh, uh, shared a good one from Kotaku. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Am I saying that right? You always get funny there. But it's, it's generally a thing. I think they first found out about it out in London. Now everybody, it's just something everybody's got to kind of watch out for. and something, just a public service announcement I wanted to bring to the gaming community. You might want to watch how you do that machine. Well, and to, to be fair, I re- and I, I, I read a good portion of that Kotoki, Kotaku article. Kotoki. See, it's hard Kotoki. They're saying that, well, before I, before I go to them, watch for the official word from Sony. Because that's something I haven't seen, is an official yeah. word from Sony saying, hey, don't do this anymore. We messed up. Um, it's designed to be vertical. It actually fits better vertically than it does horizontally. You, know, it, you have to use a converter to put it horizontally. So to me, that's a bit strange. I don't know if what the exact number are of PlayStations that have encountered this issue because from the one or two articles I'm looking at, they don't really reference, hey, we've had 20 million or not 20 million, but you get what I'm saying, 20,000 or however PlayStations that have encountered this issue. So it is designed to be stood up vertically. Me personally, I'm going to leave mine vertically until Sony says, don't do it. And if I encounter a problem beforehand where I can't put it vertically anymore or that, that issue happens, 
Then I'm going to Sony and be like, y'all owe me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, gotcha. you know, you sold a, a faulty product. So I got two things. Um, I'm team horizontal just because my entertainment center's actually got a space big enough to put that big old oven. Mm-hmm. But uh, another thing too is I have firsthand experience from the seventh generation of consoles. Just so y'all know, that's like the PS3, the Xbox 360. So me and my brother's side hustle back in the day was fixing those red rings of death. Oh, I remember that. So, so what I'll kind of surmise is say that you don't see these problems from the first run of productions until about a year and a half in, which we're kind of about two years into the PS5. It usually comes out to play like that after this amount of time because there's a bunch of different factors that can affect the machine getting hot to the point where it messes up the solder, which was one of the main issues for the Red Ring of Death, like the cheap solder that they had in there was not doing the job. So a lot of us were a lot of us were just doing like resolder jobs at that time or even just fixing the bracket cuz the machine got so dang hot like it would just actually warp the board inside. So very thankful for that for Microsoft. Once again Microsoft's just giving me money it's just for working on stuff. Which has been beautiful. It's been a thing in my whole life. Like it's 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 been a very nice thing, but anyways, I'll just say that this is pretty indicative of like a first run of stuff. There's probably like a third revision of the PS5 out right now, but you're not going to find these things until two years after the fact, yeah. which is usually what I've come to find, especially since I was on the front lines, like, you know, uh, voiding warranties for people. <laughs> they didn't want to send it into Microsoft because the wait time for them was like six months. Six yeah, months. Certain time when it was at its peak. Dang. Yeah, for the Xbox 360, like, yeah, you, and most times you weren't getting back your system. So sometimes people would send it in with their hard drives attached into it and they would not get anything back because it was a different system that they would send them. So a lot of people on Craigslist, like me and my brother, were doing that. But I have just some recommendations for all our gaming friends out there in the world. And this is what I would tell people too when I was fixing, when I was like 16. Uh, don't keep your consoles on the floor. No. And if you got pets, really, really, really invest in an air filter. Yes. Your PS5, your Xbox is an air filter. It's sucking in all the air. It's an, it's an induction-based thing. Like it takes it all in. So think about the air quality that you have in your house too. Like your, your console is going to get hotter with more dog hair or cat hair inside of there. And I've seen that. I've seen PS4s too that just get really loud and you open them up and they got this really big layer of dust on them. Um, yep. So. yep. Yep. Have your air filter, kill your pets, get rid of your gas stove 100%. Kill your pets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only, only true gamers. <laughs> if you really want an immersive experience. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like Fido, you got to uh, go. On, hey, hey, real quick though. On games, man. What's up? Get, r- real quick. As PS5 owners, have y'all noticed the amount of heat that damn thing puts out? Oh, yeah. So my office, hot off the y'all, where, where y'all come and we record the, sorry, Studio E, <laughs> where mm-hmm. y'all come, I'm going to play my PlayStation for about, I'm going to turn it on for an hour before y'all come over next time, because we're doing this remote today. We're, we're not quite in uh, hanging out in the room mode, but I'm going to turn this on for an hour and let y'all feel the heat. In my in, in this room, that that sucker cranks out, and that seems like a problem. I wouldn't be surprised if can't put it. You can't put it in small spaces. It, it, yeah. And it's, um, it's supposed to breathe, but it, it's yeah, not. It's I mean, it's it's down here underneath my desk, and it's pointing straight out in the open air. There's nothing behind it. I, it's strategically placed so that air vent can shoot out. When I walk behind my desk, hitting out to the door, I can feel the heat yeah. hit my leg. Yeah, yeah. So when I used to play next to mine, when I was still with mommy and daddy, it would get pretty warm. But now that I got in the living room and stuff, um, 
I did subconsciously find myself turning on the ceiling fan after playing for like two hours. Yeah, just man. Because it was getting a little bit a little bit warm in there. It's a, t- you know? it's a tad toasty. But I'm used to it. I got this PC next to me that we're talking on right now. Like if I game hard on this, that's my heater for the night. I don't gotta turn the heater on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so what are you what, what are y'all playing on your on your consoles, by the way? Just out of curiosity. So I actually <clears throat> thanks to the the good graces of PlayStation Plus have dived into Mass Effect. Uh, I've been playing that like pretty heavy yeah. uh, over the last maybe maybe week or two. Uh, so they yeah. have the Mass Effect uh, collection or whatever on there. You get Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. I played one like a little bit way back when it came out. Like in, I don't know if that was 07, 08, 09. Uh, I was still in school. Um, and all I, like I was playing it, I was like, oh, this is just Halo. And I turned it off. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, nah, man. Uh but going back into it, man, that game is fun. And yeah. for somebody, like, we were talking about the Mars thing earlier. Uh, the rover on Mars would have found, like, for space exploration, it gives some ideas, man. Like, I <laughs> just galacto. It's not even universal exploration, but just for getting across the galaxies. Yeah. Their story behind it, how they kind of made it happen. It's like, oh, I can see how this could actually be a thing. Yeah, I loved those games when I was growing up. For sure. I played two and three. You know, art often imitates life and vice versa. Game's got me nerded out right now, man. Different I plan. played it for different reasons, for sure. I was trying to clap some alien cheeks, but, you know. <laughs> so in the remake, I think they um, tightened up some of the things that you could do in that game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I might play again. Is it multiplayer? Um, I don't think so. I don't think it is. It's a, no. It's an RPG. Yeah. So I so I, I couldn't join you guys online for a campaign or something. No, I don't. At least I haven't j- jumped into the third one yet. Hmm. Uh, but the first and second one, it's it's complete. You know, it's solo player. Get in there, yeah. put some headphones on, get immersed. Or at least that's what I'm doing. I've I've been playing two games, actually three games. Outriders. If if I did it in order, it would go Outrider or or Godfall. I play that with my cousin. Outriders. I've been. I was starting to play that with my buddies, and they all went to bed one night. And I said, "Man, I don't want to play this right now." And uh, I'm going to talk to you all the World Wide Web like you're my Catholic priest in the confessional booth. Tell me your sin, son. Thank you, Father. <laughs> uh, this goes out to my boys. I'll say your letters: E, M, and J. Uh, I'm sorry. E and J. I'm sorry. Right. E M J, right. I, I I have been appearing offline for the past two weeks, but I've been online playing Horizons Forbidden West. <laughs> Forbidden game. <laughs> I love that franchise to death. That's my favorite PlayStation exclusive. Is it my favorite game overall? It's very close. It might be to to the Borderlands franchise or Dead Space. But uh, no, Forbidden West is just gorgeous, gorgeous, and it's immersive. And, you know, Trey kept telling me, you got to finish it. You got to finish it. Oh, I'm in there, baby. Uh, I just fought a slaughter spine. Whoo! I thought the Thunderjaw was bad. Boy, oh, oh boy. (laughs) I was wrong. The the, the Tide Ripper. Yo, you got to play this game, Carr. I'm telling you. You got to get it. I actually got a copy. I got a copy from my buddy. I just haven't played it. Play a little oh, bit. Bro, you gotta play it. You gotta dive into that. And but you can't just play a little bit because you gotta you gotta dive into it. Yeah, you gotta sit down and yeah, yeah I played you like really got to. 
I played to where you have to go to that first site where the where like the Elon Musk guy is there, like advertising space. Ted Farrell. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. just like shilling real hard, like we're gonna bring this place. <laughs> like, yeah. I got there and I didn't have the, the TV at the time, so I was just playing in my bedroom, like squinting, like, oh, I'll play this when oh, I get something. Bro, you better. did get the OLED. Yes, play yeah. that on oh, you the have to OLED. oh yeah. You have to play it on the OLED yeah. and yeah. you will just the way the snow looks up when you're running through the mountains, the way the sand moves when you're running through the desert. Yeah, I should give it a go. Uh, it's a beautiful game. Yo, I can't wait till he gets to the Frozen Wild, uh, that, that DLC, because when he gets across the Frost Claws and the Scorchers, because you, yeah, he's going to be like, what? <laughs> so They're so I've, tanky. Oh, yeah. So I've been playing like two games. Um, I played this one indie game. I don't know. Y'all can, y'all can get it on anything. It's on Game Pass, but I bought it for the PS5 because I want to use the PS5. It's called Signalis. It's hmm. like this little 10 hour game. It's a it looks like like a PS1 game but with high def graphics. So hmm. it's a it's a weird little game, but it plays like Resident Evil and Metal Gear Solid put together. And it kind of has like Silent Hill vibes too. It's it's very, very nice for a two-person team game. It's a, like this robot lady who's trying to find her friend, but it's like very silent hill too. But all the levels play like sneaking missions, kind of. And you have a gun with a laser pointer, so it looks just like Metal Gear Solid One. Nice. I do like it. It's pretty cool. It's weird. It goes into first person sometimes. And it's just like, it's got vibes. It's got atmosphere. It's it's kind of scary. It's kind of spooky. And like the sound design is really good. Like the enemy, killing the enemies is satisfying. Uh, reading the articles <laughs> inside the game is really fun. Like it's just been a cool time. I like it's got like an anime look to it. I'm so it's kind of like a ghost. Right in the, yeah, it's like a ghost in the show kind of looking thing. But it plays like an old survival horror game, which is like right up my alley, which is like where my heart beats. Like, oh, survival horror. Okay. You said two things that I that I, I'm really excited about now. First of all, mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell, and then you said Silent Hill, and now yeah. I'm like, I gotta play this. Well, yeah, it starts off like with a lot of references to Silent Hill. Like the the main character like wakes up in a bathroom, kind of like Silent mm. Hill Two, and it's just the same kind of setup. There's like so many like love letters to those games in that game. And it's quick That's too. Cool. So I've just been playing through it every now and then, doing that, and I've been playing that uh that that Rick and Morty game that that uh, High on Life. Dude, it sucks. The creator is like in trouble right now for some domestic. That's what stuff. I just heard. Yeah, you like, but this was back in like 2020, so the case is dropping like this week or something. But yeah, no, right. what 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 did he do? I don't know. Beats beat some girl. He was like dating it allegedly. Let's just say allegedly. Just but, Justin Roiland, right? Yeah, yeah. And everybody was like clowning him on Twitter, like, "Oh no, Rick, I got in trouble. You got the warp gun." And just yeah, it was bad. But I'm gonna I'm gonna just. I'm gonna I'm gonna back out of this and say I'm separating the art from the artist for now. And that game is just like so crunchy for my brain. Like I, I guess I got like a brain that needs to pay attention to like five moving parts at the same time. And it's kind of funny just having a gun talking to you while you're shooting everything, and everything's got like funny little quips. But oh, they just came out with a new game where the gun talks to you, and I can't think of the name of the game. That's the one. It's high on life. Oh, is that is that is that it? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I really want to play that. Is it good? Because I it's, like I really wanted to play that. They got the little knife, like a stab. And yeah, yeah. It has so like a grapple. So it's stupid, but I like it because it's stupid. It plays like a real easy Halo because there's like a literal needler in that game, like straight mm. up. Like, yeah, but it, it's it's fun to play. It's kind of dumb. You just get to walk around, talk to aliens. You get to sit down and watch the TV like in GTA Five. Um, it's got like just so many just nonstop stupid jokes, but it's it's been like a, a casual pastime for me. That was one of my favorite guns in Borderlands too. When on the mission where you got the chip, where you take the AI and you put it in the gun, and mm-hmm. he would say, "Why are we stop? Why did we stop shooting? Switching weapons, switch them out, dead, dead." And then they yeah. have a gun. 
in Borderlands 3 that when you're you shoot is like bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> Probably where they got the idea from. Well, I know Borderlands was like king of of quirky weapons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Cyberpunk, you just... can find a gun like that too. There's a pistol you can find in Cyberpunk that talks to you a little bit. Wait. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the side missions and it's actually one of the better guns in the game. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, it'll auto lock for headshots after a certain amount Ooh. of kills. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I can't remember the name of the... I didn't play Cyberpunk in a minute. That game's really good. Have you played that on your PS5? I played on my PC. So. Uh, if you, uh, well, I guess you'd have to buy it for the PS5. Um, yeah. But at least you aren't all buggy, like trying to play yeah, it like, like before. Yeah, I got really far when it first came out because I didn't have any issues with it. So, but I, I think I would prefer the shooting better on the on the PC anyway, just because controls are always kind of stiff for a shooter with a controller. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not a not a shooter controller guy. I'm a keyboard and mouse guy. Oh like, no, I prefer I prefer the the. Of all controllers, actually, I have a PS5, but I prefer the Xbox. I like, I want to get a Series X, but our our so, mutual friend, uh, Mr. Booty Pants, sold me his PS5 for a hundred dollars cheap. So that's why I bought so, it. So, check this out. I was going to bring this up too. I've been playing High on Life on Xbox Game Pass streaming, dude. Like, it's coming in at a better latency now. Like, it used to be real bad, it used to be dog water. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't really mind like too high of a resolution, if you got a great connection, you can get like at minimum a 1080p connection with like zero latency. I've been playing mm. that game. I'm playing that shooter with a controller, surprisingly, and I've been having a good time. I've just been streaming it. Like I have it installed on this computer, but I like to just sit in the living room with the big TV and that the app is natively integrated into that TV. So I just play with the controller connected to it. And that's been like it's been like nothing. It's been great. Hey, hey, two two quick things about games, and then we can start wrapping it up. Um, for you with Horizon, when you decide to play, when you're in the in the first one, look up the Shield Weaver armor. Oh uh, yes, yes. I haven't found anything like that in Horizon Two. No, I don't Probably think don't, they have anything like I that. Think I think it do. was a kind of cheat that they put into that game because once yeah. you got that, everything got way easy. Um, yeah, but they nerfed it too, and then uh, mm-hmm. everybody public service announcement number three. Or is it four by now? Wherever we're on. PlayStation exclusive, The Last of Us, is now a TV show coming out on HBO Max. I think uh, I want to ask the the our members, soon-to-be members, our patrons, when we get this thing set up, would you like us to maybe review some things or some games or some shows that we're watching together? I was going to kind of spring this to you guys when we close the uh, the show, but I'll ask everybody live and direct. I'm going full Elon right now, but if you would be interested and have us talk about a game and we all play a game and we re- and we review it together and, and or, or we talk about our progress through the game or maybe do a, uh, like I said, a movie or a TV show and kind of hear us talk about it, a book. I'm even down for a book, you know, the club. WFS book club. <laughs> let us know you know send us a send us a message on social media you know you know where to find us you know common sense media on twitter common sense media on instagram and then i'm e can talk and mr trey is marshall on mics on twitter and i forgot what he's on on instagram i'll let him tell you uh marshall on mics three because it's that, trey you know oh that's right that's right that's right so now we don't have to say that in the outro we can just say peace <laughs> But yeah. no, I, I, that's just, I thought that might be something kind of cool that we could do, you know, add a little the uh, listener for it. I'm so about it, especially with this Last of Us um, series that's coming out. Uh, 
I'm excited to, you know, see what those clickers are crazy, man. Yeah, I, I don't want to get overhyped. I, I don't. I don't want to get overhyped, but the reviews are on that show are great, guys. Yeah, I think it song. came in at 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <sighs> All right, I'm watching. I'm watching. Yeah. For sure. Well, that's gonna about do it for us, y'all. Once again, happy New Year. We're so glad to be back. This is. This doesn't feel like work. This is chilling with the homies, having a good conversation about multiple things, riding multiple waves, changing out surfboards as we crash into different waves. So, uh, y'all got anything else y'all want to tell the the collective, the wavy babies? Happy New Year. It's a new year. Same wave, baby. We're going to keep on riding. That's what we do. New Year, y'all. Thank y'all. And with that, we will say peace. We'll crash into the next one.